Hello everybody, my name is Laura Tyler and welcome to the fifth episode of Blindingly Chatty. Before we get started, I have a bit of a special announcement to make, both a sad and happy one. So this episode is in fact the last episode that I will be doing of Blindingly Chatty as my internship ends very, very soon. That means that I will be no longer working for Retina UK, but I'll be probably doing work elsewhere very soon. So hopefully that all goes well. And I really hope that this podcast has been enjoyable for all you lovely listeners. So with that in mind, I'm going to introduce a very special guest speaker in today. Uh, She is Paula McGrath who is the Deputy Chief Executive at Retina UK. Do you want to say hello, Paula? Yes, hi, Laura. Hi, everybody. Yeah, and so today we're going to be covering my internship. So rather than me asking the questions, it's actually going to be Paula asking the questions and me in the hot seat. So... The aim of this is to promote the internship scheme and to say a bit about myself and how I got into the internship and what I've gained and learned from the internship. So I suppose with that in mind, on to the questions. Thank you, Laura. It's a real pleasure to have the opportunity to um, have a chat with you on your podcast um, about your experience of the internship scheme. Um, It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the team at Retina UK for the past nine months, which seem to have absolutely flown by. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm really pleased that we've got this opportunity um, for you to share your experience with others um, so that um, they can understand um, how things have been for you and maybe consider an internship opportunity for themselves for the future. Um, I wonder, Laura, I know you've been um, speaking to your listeners for a a few episodes now, but I'm not sure how much you've actually shared about yourself. And I wonder whether it might be quite nice just to set the scene for the listeners and tell them a little bit about a little bit of background about yourself and um, your, your life before you joined us as an intern. Yeah. So um, I think A lot of listeners already know that I've been blind for practically all my life since I was a very young baby. So I've known nothing but blindness and everything around that. So being blind at first was quite difficult because I had to come to terms with the fact that I had a disability in the first place. At first, I knew nothing different and then there was this sudden realisation that I couldn't do some of the things that my peers could or that I needed help with things that my peers didn't. So there was that difference that was starting to emerge in my conscious mind. So there was a time of denial and readjustment and things like that as I emotionally came to terms with my disability, but all of that was during my childhood. So with that in mind, by the time I got into my teenage years, I'd fully accepted my disability for what it is. 
And I was actually at a specialist school by that time because I went to a mainstream primary school and I went to nursery as well and things like that. But when I went to secondary school, uh, the local school, it really didn't work out. So I went to New College Worcester, which is a specialist school for the visually impaired in Worcester, no less. And I did my GCSEs and A-levels there. So I stayed there for six years. And it is a boarding school, which presented its own challenges, especially at first. But I settled in, made friends, did quite a few of the normal things that teenagers normally do. So then I went from secondary into college. I trained originally to be a complimentary massage therapist. And for a time after that, I was trying to get a job in that field. And when that didn't work for various reasons, it's somewhat limited, first of all. Um, A lot of it is focused in beauty, whereas I was more focused in the medical side. And also, a lot of it is full time or within specific settings, which didn't really suit. So there was that problem. Um, Full time didn't suit me because I have hypermobility in my joints, which means that after a while I start to feel it. So part time was the way to go for me. But as it was, there weren't many part time massage jobs. So with that in mind, I went and tried to start up a business for a little while, but that also fell flat. And I ended up in a bit of a hard place, really, because I ended up with a gap in my CV and it was just getting bigger. And I had no idea what I was going to do because I thought, well, I can apply for jobs. And that was what I ended up doing. But the trouble was, I was a bit worried about that gap and how employable I was going to be because of that gap. So I thought, well, I might as well give it a try. So started applying, started looking around. And eventually, because I'm a member of a charity called Blatchington Court Trust, which is a VI charity based in Hove, which is near Horsham in West Sussex. So I emailed them. I got into contact and said, look, I'm looking for a job. Are there any vacancies? And sadly, they didn't have any at the time, but they knew that I was looking. So they kept that on their records. One day I got a call from their careers advisor and she said, by the way, we have this internship scheme ran by Thomas Pocklington Trust, but it's at Blatchington Court Trust, as it were. And I thought, well, why not? It sounds like something that I might be able to do. I didn't have any other offers. So I went for it. And unfortunately, I came runner up. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I I thought, well, okay, fine, whatever, I'll continue looking. 
Not long after that, the careers advisor rang me again and said, by the way, there's this other internship running, very similar, at Retina UK. So I said to myself, why not go for that? And I applied, I got the interview, and I got the job. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's a summary of my life up to the point where my internship started. Thank you, Laura. I think it's uh, really useful and interesting for people to have that 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 understanding of your your background and how you came to join us. Um, when you found out that you'd been successful um, in securing the role as a communications intern at Retina UK, how did you feel about that? I felt quite overjoyed, actually, because it meant that I'd finally found a job. And I mean, I hadn't been looking for as long as I know some people look for jobs occasionally, but it was really good to know that I was going to get my foot in the door. I'd gotten my first job. I'd secured that. And that that infamous gap in my CV was not going to grow any larger than it already was. So... I was really, really pleased. And especially as I didn't, I still didn't have any other offers going. Um, it really meant a lot that uh, that I got the internship, especially considering how much I've ended up getting from it, really. So that's, that's yeah. really good to hear, Laura. And obviously, we were delighted that uh, that you chose to join us. Was there anything you felt apprehensive about? I mean, it was quite a big change for you. Um, and also, um, through the internship, you've made regular visits to our offices, which are in Buckingham, which is a long way from home. Mm. Um, was there anything that you felt a bit apprehensive about um, once you, you know, the the, the realisation of the role sort of set in? Um, yes, I was a little bit apprehensive about, well, a couple of aspects of the role at first, because, you know, that there, there are one or two things that I read in the job description, and I was thinking, hmm, I'm not sure if I have much experience, or I'm not sure how well I'll be able to do this particular part of the role, but they were quite minor parts of the role so I thought well let's go for it anyway and see what happens the worst that can happen is that they say no <laughs> at the end of the day so yeah that was that was why I ended up going for it and I think also I, I was a little bit worried about how I was going to get to Buckingham and back and what was going to happen with accommodation and yeah the the, the travel aspect, I think, was something that I was a bit apprehensive about, especially when I found out the distance and things. But I thought, well, I'm sure that I can get some advice on that if I need it, whether it be from my parents or from the staff. And especially when I found out that the information and support team come remotely anyway it just sort of um, eased that uh, that niggle, I suppose, <laughs> because it something meant that I could. To, oh, sorry, carry on. Sorry, um, Laura. I was just going to say something um, that we've spoken about is um, 
not just your apprehensions around that, but actually the, the benefits of having that office mm. attendance. And I think you sort of shared with me that you you feel that having that connection with the team face to face on a regular basis, despite being in a remote role, has been um, has been quite useful. Can, can you mm. sort of expand on that a little bit, maybe share a bit of why that's been the case? Yeah, so working remotely definitely has its benefits. Um, you can you can have chocolates whenever you want. You can <laughs> you can have your own schedule um, so long as you get the tasks done, and you you have more freedom in that regard. The only trouble is that at times I felt at least that um, I was a little bit di- disconnected almost from the rest of the team and the rest of the staff. So. If there was some banter going on in the office, for example, I perhaps wasn't as involved because I was miles and miles away. (laughs) So um, having that personal face-to-face connection, I feel is really beneficial because you get get the social aspect. um, You can can meet people in person and there are things which you can never find out about someone if you're just speaking to them remotely. Um, you know, simple things like <laughs> like how they smell or how they behave outside of work or um, things like that, which I personally think are very important things to know about because it tells you more about the people that you're working with. Thanks, Laura. That's that's interesting to hear. Um, I had no idea that you had a secret stash of chocolate at home. I'm slightly <laughs> envious of that now. Although I do think there's often quite a lot of chocolate in the office as well. So uh, <laughs> that's very true. <laughs> <laughs> so on then, Laura, to some of the sort of um, actual detail around um, your experience with us at Retina UK. Um, are there any highlights that you feel you would like to share? Yes, definitely. So um, I think the staff meetings, the in-person ones were particularly delightful because, well, there was cake. (laughs) What more can I say? Um, I got to meet the staff in person. I got to catch up in person. And, you know, we all got together and talked about various things. And you know, just being being put into groups and having having that face to face dynamic. There's just something that can't be replicated about that. And I think also uh, the conferences, the annual and professional conferences, were both fantastic. Um, I was particularly involved with the annual one. I attended that one in person. And I remember I'd been tasked with helping to type up posts for the guest speakers and things like that. So I remember uh, there was one scientist, uh, Dr. Kanman Shue, I believe his name is. Uh, That's how you pronounce it, I believe. And anyway, because I am a JAWS user, Uh, JAWS is a screen reader for the visually impaired. 
um, sometimes it mispronounces things. And <laughs> one particularly funny moment was when I was concentrating on what he was saying and was concentrating on what I was typing and it was pronouncing his name Canman Shu. <laughs> so <laughs> suddenly I had I had an extra thing to concentrate on and that was trying not to giggle. <laughs> Yeah. we've certainly had a few giggles along the way haven't we Laura and I think um yes <laughs> your sense of humor has seen you through some some challenges um in the experiences that you you've faced but you've faced everything with um resilience determination and a good sense of humor which um certainly fits in with the values that we have at Retina UK um you mentioned the team and for those who aren't aware we're a team of just over 20 staff um some office-based others working remotely um, and a mix of part-time and full-time staff but we are a, a close team who um, who achieve a, a significant amount with a limited amount of resource so teamwork is really important to us and there's no doubt Laura that you've fitted in really well with the team and it's been um, everybody has found it a, an absolute pleasure to work with you. Um, I know you will tell us and you've told me that you've learned a lot in your time, sort of some very practical skills that will hopefully um, bolster your CV as you go out looking for um, further paid employment. Um, mm. But I'd just like to say that we at Retina UK have also learned a huge amount from you. Um, you are very open, um, which, again, is one of our values and very yeah. eloquent and have never been afraid to share your um, and voice your own opinions, um, share your experiences with us. Um, which has meant that in turn it's been a really positive learning experience for us as well. So thank you for, for bringing that to the organisation as well as your, your practical skills and your knowledge. Um, we've talked about some of the highlights, Laura, but for most of us, we take the ups um, with the downs. And I just wondered whether um, there was anything you'd found more challenging or that you hadn't particularly enjoyed um, during your internship. Yeah. Um, well, as I say, the I think one of the things was um, I did experience the downsides of working remotely. Um, as mentioned previously, you know, there's there's less banter that you get involved with. There's uh, less interaction. You sort of have a few people that you interact with. But apart from that, you sort of do your own thing, which at times is brilliant. And at other times, not so. It's it's almost too quiet and <laughs> you're sort of sitting there getting your work done and it's sort of, yeah, it, it's almost too quiet. So um, I think that's, uh, that is one sound downside really to working remotely. I think another thing is, um, well, <laughs> so some of the um, the access to work process uh, didn't go 100% smoothly. Funnily enough, not due to um, access to work, but due to the recruitment. Uh, the recruitment for a support worker, it was quite difficult, I felt, because partly due to my own indecision, I'll admit that, um, because one thing that I was concerned about was how much I needed one and how much I didn't but also how much would they be doing for me you know how much uh, would I be doing things and how much would they be doing things would my independence be any less because of that 
You know, I'd never had a support worker before. I'd had LSAs in school, their learning support assistants. Um, and I'd had other people who have helped me through my education. But when you're in a job and you have to make that choice yourself, it's 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 a lot more pressure, I suppose. So um, in the end, I did go for a support worker because I felt that it would be a benefit to me both practically and emotionally. It meant that I had a chance to overcome my own um, emotional questions, as it were, and still be in an internship situation. So I uh, put in the application, got that approved. That all went very smoothly. But the recruitment process took ages. Um, I don't know exactly why, but um, perhaps there was a low level of candidates or there were quite a few that didn't suit. Either way, it took nearly five months for me to get a support worker from the time it was approved to the time that um, she passed the interview. So it was quite stressful because of that. But once Kay, uh, my support worker, was in place, um, things became easier, I think, because it meant that I could do things that I couldn't do before. And I really learned the value of having a support worker. You know, your independence is not taken away. Um, they can do as much or as little as you ask them to. Um, you can still do as much of the task as you feel able to do. And they can do all the visual bits, <laughs> for example. Um, so I suppose one good example, which I haven't had to do, but it's uh, it's a good example for those who may be new to the concept, is if you need to work with image designing, for example, as part of your role, um, then one thing you could do is describe the image and what you want in detail to your support worker, and they can navigate the software and all the visual bits and do all the calibrating and the formatting and make sure that the color's right and everything else. So yeah, I I definitely learned a lot from that process. Thanks, Laura. Um, and I think that's something with an internship, isn't it? That it is a, a safe place and an opportunity to, to grow, to explore, mm. to try things out. Um, and I know we were really encouraging you to, to maximise that opportunity before you go into whatever um, comes next for you whilst yeah. you're working in a really supportive team to, to have a go, you know, to try things, to set yourself up, to give yourself the best opportunities um, yeah. in the future. And I'm really pleased that you've, you've had the experience of um, having Kay as your support worker and that that means that you'll be able to consider um, whether that or not that's something that you may choose to continue in future roles. Mm. So as a whole, did the um, intern experience meet your expectations? Yes, yes, I think it did. Um, as I say, despite the one or two ups and downs, which I was sort of expecting, you know, I, I knew that 
things were not going to go 100% smoothly because life just doesn't work like that. Um, You know, I've learned so much from this internship, actually more than I expected, uh, which is a good thing. And I really feel that it has set me up for a lot of other opportunities down the line. And yeah, I, I really feel like this scheme as a whole, both Retina and Thomas Pocklington Trust have really given me the opportunities to carry on in a different role in a much better stead than I might have done otherwise. So, yes, Laura, you've mentioned and uh, we've talked about sort of the, the skills that you've learned on the job. Um, yeah. And um, over and above that, um, you know, your experiences in the workplace and, and with colleagues. Um, do you want to expand just a little on the Thomas Pocklington Trust um, support? Because obviously part of the internship is that you get additional support, I think, around CV writing and developing other skills. I think it might be worth just briefly um, talking about that as well. Yeah, definitely. So Thomas Pocklington Trust, um, I'd never heard of them before <laughs> um, I'd heard of this internship scheme. So they actually run the scheme, if you like. So a whole host of organisations have taken up the scheme and there are lots of interns, each one working at one of these organisations. And it's, if you like, it's overseen by TPT. So Thomas Bocklington uh, provides quite a bit of support um they provide basic training in technology so if you're not familiar with outlook calendars or teams or zoom or uh you're moving on to a different software because your i don't know your vision's deteriorated or something something's changed in your needs etc so they can provide all that technology training Um, They can provide CV writing skills. Um, So you send over your CV, an updated one, of course, um, and they look at your CV and a member of their team will work one to one with you on your CV. They'll suggest improvements. um, They will give you examples and They'll send you um, a template, if you like, or at least that, that's what um, my one did with me. They sent me a template of things to write and what's, you know, what's good and what's not, etc. So using that, you can write a better CV than perhaps the one that you submitted. So... Uh, Yeah, there's that. There's interview techniques, which I didn't need a lot of help with, fortunately. Um, So for me, it was just an overview and a training exercise, which is what everyone does. And then if you need any more help, then uh, then they will give you that help. Um, There are lots of other training things that you do as well. Um, Some of them are remote and some of them are in person 
So uh, a couple of them, which really benefited me, for example, uh, was the confidence to shine. Um, that gave me a really good uh, overview of what choices I actually had and the options that were available to me. And I realized that there were more things that I could do that I actually than I actually realized. And the um, the self-belief um, training, that really helped me as well, because um, I think it's called overcoming limiting beliefs or something like that. So um, that was all about beliefs that limit you, um, beliefs that perhaps make you question yourself, maybe even stop you from applying for some jobs. And that really benefited me as well, because I have a few of my own, which um, I'm overcoming. And I think it really helped to sort of open me up to those and think, right, what are my limiting beliefs exactly? And how do I best overcome them? That's really wonderful to, to hear, Laura. And that sort of struck a chord with me, that sort of um, confidence to shine. Um, mm. You have absolutely shone um, at Retina UK. I think all of your colleagues would agree with that. And I really hope that you'll continue to find the confidence to shine mm. in um, in whatever is in store for you next. Yeah, thank you. Just, just one final question for you, Laura, really. I mean, there may be other people that are listening to this um, who may be considering an, in an internship or another role um, in paid employment. Um, they may not currently be in paid employment. Mm. Um, I mean, I would say that it's been such a positive experience for us, the um, internship scheme, that we are running it again in conjunction with TPT um, and we're about to recruit a, a new intern into the organisation. So I think that just... Um, shows how successful we feel it's been and how much we've benefited from having an intern in the team and, and how much we've learned from the whole experience. But mm. if you had to say one thing to someone who was in maybe in the position that you found yourself in before you started the internship scheme, you know, mm. maybe um, feeling that there was a, a bit of a gap for them and they hadn't quite found um, their path that would lead them into um, a chosen career. What, mm. what would your advice be to them, Laura? I think so. Um, well, what I did personally was think of what skills I already had. So I was looking for customer service roles before I heard about this internship scheme um, because I knew that from partly from my massage training, uh, but also uh, a business admin course that I did in my last year at college um, and my general manner. I know that I have the potential for customer service roles. So start off with a skill that that you know that you have and start off with, with things that you think you'll enjoy as well. You know, just because you have a skill in something doesn't mean you'll enjoy working with that skill in that sort of environment. So definitely consider what yeah what you'll enjoy and what you what you definitely have skill wise and if there's anything that you're uncertain about which I know there is for plenty of people including myself um you know just just go for it because the the worst thing that can happen is that they say no 
you know, and don't don't worry if if they do say no, you know, even, you know, it doesn't matter how sighted or how able or what have you that people are, you're always going to get no's at the end of the day for whatever reason. You know, don't presume that that they're they're refusing you because of your disability or anything like that. It's mo- it's most probably because they have a more experienced applicant um, or things like that. And you know, you you will you will get roles like that, but you know, you you will also get yeses and interviews, and in the end, a job. I ended up getting a job before my dad did and we started looking at the same time which I couldn't help but feel rather satisfied about (laughs) (laughs) so um so yeah so you know keep your head up um you know please don't worry if if you are refused because everyone gets refused you know and and everyone has things where they don't get back to you and things like that but don't don't worry about those. You know, you, you will feel disappointed. You will question most probably if if you're like me, at least you will question. Um, but the fact is that let yourself do that, you know, come up with as many answers as you want and then keep looking. Don't give up. You know, do not give up because if you if you're able to volunteer if you're able to to take part in things if you're able to articulate and if you have skills you're able to work in one capacity or another then don't do not let anyone else tell you any differently wise words as always laura thank you and um, your positivity your positive outlook on life um is one of the reasons that you've been a, a, a joy to work with and a joy to have on the team at rent uk and we're, we're certainly going to miss you but um i'm sure you'll stay in touch with us um i'm so pleased that you've um made the most of the opportunity through the internship to say we've had lots of learnings together Um, as we've been through the last uh, nine months and from myself and all of the team at Retina UK we wish you every success in the future and look forward to um, seeing you shine uh, as I know you (laughs) will as you as you progress your career Um, I hope it's not been too uncomfortable Nora giving up the hot seat today and allowing me to to sit in it and to to ask you the questions for a change Um, it's been a pleasure (laughs) thank you very much yeah, and thank thank you very much, Paula, for joining me today. Um, it's it does feel a bit funny being in the hot seat, but uh, in a positive way, um, definitely. And yeah, I I will definitely hope to progress in one form or another. Not quite sure what I want to do yet, but I will find my way, as always. <laughs> so I suppose. This concludes Blindingly Chatty. It feels very strange, actually, (laughs) thinking back to my first episode and the episodes after that and setting it all up and (laughs) everything else. So, yeah, it feels very strange to be sitting here recording the last one, but it's been absolutely amazing. I've loved it. I've learned so much from it, as well as other areas of my role. And I really hope that 
all the listeners who have taken the time to listen have learned something from each and every episode as well. So on that note, I hope everybody has a wonderful day. Thank you very much for listening. I will see you all around.